What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Dual Sense Podcast. This is episode 81. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jason, and I'm joined tonight by your other co-host, Travis. Travis, what's good? Not much. I, I, I put on a new mask after lunch today at work. Um, we, <laughs> have, we have disposable okay. masks we have to wear. Oh, <laughs> hang on a second. <laughs> I, I told it for a split second I forgot COVID existed. Mm-hmm. So in my head, you like took off your like Michael Myers mask and were like putting on your Jason Voorhees <laughs> mask. Yeah, so that's really funny. To me. But continue your mask. So I put it on, and it like immediately when I put it on, it it just like there was a weird smell. Mm. Mm-hmm. I guess it's from the box it's in. I'm not really 100 percent sure. I know that smell. I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's like trapped in my mouth. I cannot not smell it, and like what, yeah. and like nothing tastes normal. Everything tastes kind of like that but not really it's awful it i thought for sure it would go away but it's been like six hours and it's still there i really think i really think that they make these masks like next door to like semi-truck tires or something like you know what i'm saying yeah. like because it, it's it's all yeah it has a very weird yeah. smell it's it's like chemically and rubbery and there's something else that mm. you know i've when i've when I first smelled the smell, I thought, oh, that they spray COVID on the masks. And then if you draw that one out of the box, that's how you get sick. <laughs> yeah, they gotta have, they've got to have a control mask in the box of 50. There's like one control mask. Yeah, that's what I decided. Mm, that's fair. That's fair. Well, I'm doing pretty good. i getting a late start this evening. I don't know what, I'm not, I haven't had a bad day or anything, but I've just been forget, forgetting weird things. And like I told you, I forgot to name the episode. I forgot to leave notes for, the guys at work tomorrow, just little things like that. I didn't get to eat dinner until nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Told my wife I'm going to divorce her over that shit. Yeah. It sounds like you need to get your balls drained. <laughs> it does. I need some post nut clarity, but on a different note, I've been selling Pokemon cards on eBay. Now is, is this an NFT? This is no, this is a real commodity. Okay. <laughs> These are real commodities. And, uh, I've been just trying to get some, some, uh, some cash to, fund my video game habit through 2022 and uh, so far i've made 450 bucks not too bad Uh, maybe a little bit more than that no i don't think so Um, but it's going good it's um, not as difficult as i thought it was going to be other than the fact that i've had a few people do the whole cancellation like after they win the card you know they don't pay for it and they write me a message and ask for me to cancel the order and I mean, you never know if people are telling the truth. Like one guy was like, man, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to be able to buy this. I'm not even going to be home because a uh, something, uh, my house flooded and the electricity is all jacked up and I, I have to, I'm having to move out for a few weeks and so on and so forth. And I'm just like, okay, dude, whatever. And somebody else had some other type of excuse, like their dog ate it or they their dog ate their eBay password or whatever. I don't know. It's just stupid shit so but all in all it's been a good experience and uh <laughs> you know getting my getting my video game fun together so i um sold this lady a thing on my etsy account mm-hmm. sent it to her and she sent me a message yesterday that said hey email me and put her email in <laughs> she just messaged you what do you mean this is what the messaging system's for if you have a problem write it on there because there's no reason you message me people don't message you to say hey i like this like that's not yeah. a thing people do. So just fucking tell me what you want. How about that? Yeah. No, I'm not emailing you. Yeah. Did you hear back? No, I just ignored it. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> tell me what the problem is. 
Yeah, exactly. People are dumb. I'm sorry. I love you guys, but some of you are dumb. All right. Well, anyway, Travis, we are a weekly podcast where you and I get together and discuss all things PlayStation, like news, rumors, new games, and much more. We do so in less than 90 minutes each and every week. We post new episodes on Monday on all of the usual podcast services, as well as YouTube, where we also post game streams and clips occasionally as well. And been posting a lot of insurgency here lately. Also, if you want to chat with us, you can find us on social media at all the usual places like Twitter at the DualSense Pod, Instagram, which is also the DualSense Podcast, and Facebook. Uh, we also have a blog if you're interested in that. It's mostly just our new episode feed. It is the DualSense Podcast.wordpress.co. So you can check that out. We would uh, love to hear from you. And without further ado, let's jump into the news here. We've got a pretty interesting week. Number one, the all-but-confirmed reboot of the Twisted Metal franchise has already undergone a massive change as website Video Games Chronicle reports that the project has ceased development at Destruction All-Stars developer Lucid Games and has been moved to a first-party PlayStation studio in Europe. Sources did not give a reason for the change, although one person suggested it could be related to the poor critical and fan reception for Destruction All-Stars. Elsewhere, website PushSquare reported that veteran MotorStorm series director Matt Southern has resigned from his post at Lucid Games and joined fellow PlayStation Studio Firesprite. It is probably safe to assume that Southern was working on Twisted Metal at Lucid, which has likely been moved to Firesprite where he followed the project. The as-yet-unconfirmed Twisted Metal reboot is rumored to launch as a free-to-play title in 2023 to coincide with the television series starring Marvel veteran actor Anthony Mackie. What do you think? Shout out to Anthony Mackie, good actor. Mm -hmm. What's Okay, I understand that, that stuff like this happens a lot. It must be related to the reaction to Destruction All-Stars, right? Mm -hmm. poor, poor reception, not a lot of... Not a lot of fans there, not a lot of gamers there actually still on it. Right. But they knew that before they assigned them the game. So I'm not sure I 100% buy that. Um, I think that's a good excuse maybe to throw at it, but I'm, yeah. I have the feeling that there's something they saw they didn't like there. And for whatever reason, they've decided Fire Sprite maybe has the talent or the resources to pull it together, to pull it off. And they think Matt Southern needs to be there to lead it. Now, Motorstorm, Motor if you haven't played it before, it has like an interesting, I think the core of that game, kind of the essence of that game is very good. and Or that series is very good. And I could kind of see how that flows in with Twisted Metal because it kind of needs that groundedness. Even though the game is kind of silly and weird, it needs that groundedness that you can right. kind of see in the Motorstorm series. Uh, so to keep him makes sense to me. I'll, I'll buy that. But I'm not 100% sure... The reception of Destruction All-Stars is the only reason for this. Um, maybe maybe they saw the support for it after the, the poor launch, and it, maybe the support wasn't there at the level they thought. Sure, yeah. I'll buy that. But, I mean, they already knew most of the stuff before they started. With that being said, this game being free-to-play seems like the way to go, especially if it's just going to be an ancillary thing to the to the TV show. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I still have this weird thing with free to play games, especially like while in this case, I do think, like I said, it would be a good idea to have it as a free to play game just because it's been so long since since this franchise has had a new release that was yeah. well received. 
I, I still worry that it might not get the attention that it needs and it might be kind of a, a, a like a shell game almost. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what they felt like they were going to get out of Lucid Games. That's why they moved it maybe. But yeah, I trust Matt more than I trust Lucid Games. I'll say that. Yeah, part of me wonders a couple of things. First of all, we know that from the Days Gone saga that public perception means something to Sony. Right. You know, what, how the game is received, how it reviews, so on and so forth. And we know that Destruction All-Stars did, was not received or reviewed well. So combine that with the fact that Twisted Metal is one of the most important franchises in PlayStation history. Right. It's been around, you know, since the, since the beginning. That's not something that you really want to mess up. You don't want to mess up one of your biggest franchises ever, even though it's been a while since we've seen it. So I, I partially think that they wanted to get, a, get away from some of the, the stink of Destruction All-Stars and, you know, get away from Lucid. I also think that the fact that uh, the Matt Southern guy is going, I think it's a little bit odd at the same time because if you don't like the direction of Destruction All-Stars and how it turned out, Matt Southern was the director on that game. Mm-hmm. And he was, uh, well, he may not have been the director, but he was obviously high up at the very least if he's leaving to go be a director you know, at Fire Sprite, and potentially. It is weird that you want to get away from that, but then you go and hire the guy who obviously had a lot to do with how the game turned out. So that is odd. The one, the other thought I had about this is if you're going to really try to get behind Twisted Metal, a storied franchise, like I said, and you're going to have a television show with Anthony Mackie, you're going to bring it back as this like live service free to play thing. Do you, do you really want to have a second party studio like Lucid Games that no offense, doesn't have the same chops as a first party studio potentially doesn't have the resources mm-hmm. of, of a, as a first party studio or of a first party studio. Probably not. Right. And although fire Sprite is a new first party studio, we know that they have over 300 employees. Mm-hmm. We know that they have now a full financial backing of Sony. So I think it just makes life easier. Right. I think it gives the twisted metal game its best chance. I think that's the argument. I think that's the answer. Yeah. Right there. You want it to be not that it's controlled, but you want you want full ownership and having it in a first party gives you full ownership. Absolutely. Number two, Hitman developer IO Interactive detailed their year two of support for Hitman three this week. Starting on January twentieth, the Hitman trilogy will be available for sale on PS4 and PS5. As you can probably guess, this combines all three Hitman titles into one package, as well as DLC and modes. Also arriving on January 20th is the Elusive Target Arcade Mode, which takes all of the targets released over the years and brings them together as a permanent addition to the game across multi-kill objectives. The catch is that you'll only get one attempt each day to execute your targets. In addition, a new mode called Freelancer will be arriving in the spring, which is a roguelike type mode that will have you traveling around the world handling contracts. Players will also gain access to 47 Safe House, which will be fully customizable. And finally, a new map is coming later in the year, codenamed Rocky, which looks like some sort of nighttime beach environment. Did you get to see any of this or hear about any of this? What are your thoughts? Yeah, when you when you watch the video, the developers are having like the best time playing the game. 
of course a part of this unrelated to the playstation stuff is they are putting this out on steam and Mm. the vr capability is now there on the pc which Mm -hmm. is kind of cool because it's going to really open up and it's on game pass so it's going to open up a lot of users to the game for the speed runs that i always talk about i think that it's going to open the door for a lot of crazy stuff and the, it's funny the vr stuff is so good that's not that it's goofy looking as it is janky but it's like, <laughs> like you know how you can throw stuff at people on the game well like yeah. now you can like sidearm it and underhand it and all kinds of weird stuff which is awesome but um no this is dope you know this is year two of the support the elusive arcade is a really nice tw- change to what we were getting with the targets and kind of one of the annoying things about the elusive targets was you know you would have maybe a week or two to do it and you would do it and that was it right and at least with this one you'll have a daily challenge kind of like we see on other games which is fun i like that and the cool part is is like you know if you if you have a multi-kill objective and on your second objective you die well you have to wait till tomorrow (laughs) yeah exactly so i love that i love that it's it's added some depth and some life to it. The new mm-hmm. map, of course, is going to be really, really cool. You can see it at the end of the video. It looks, like you said, it's a beachy thing. Is it like an Asian coast or something like that? I, don't know, I was maybe. about to say, it looks almost like Ghost of Tsushima. Right. It looks kind of like it has that kind of feel. So mm-hmm. that, that could be a lot of fun. Um, again, a lot of people are excited about the safe house because we've never seen where, where 47 calls home. So to have a mm-hmm. safe house is customizable. It's really cool because it adds to the lore, but also like you need to put your own touch on it, which is fun. The freelancer mode has a lot of potential. And from what I understand about that mode, there's like different areas you go to and you kind of conquer the areas. And the game is set up to where like whatever area you go to last is where you'll meet, um, I guess, the head poncho that you need okay. to kill. So that's kind of cool because, again, hmm. your your play choices and style kind of dictate how how it ends for you. So. No, this is cool. I'm glad they're doing it. I don't, I don't, I would assume we won't get another year of support after this, but I'm surprised. I'm always surprised by the support I get from Hitman. I guess I shouldn't be, but um, this is cool. This is pretty awesome. You know, obviously, as someone who finished Hitman 3 a long time ago, right? You know, after it yeah. came out a, a year ago, basically, uh, I am, I'm actually pretty interested in this. I, I'm most interested, I think, in the freelancer mode. I don't think I fully understand it. I haven't, read much about it but what right. you just what you just described sounded pretty cool well the the biggest thing about it is you you have to pre-plan That's okay a part of it and like you know how like you play now and there'll be like a little clue like oh 47 do you want to follow this hint I, from what mm-hmm. i understand there is a lot more i guess you have a lot more agency in your own decision making and how you approach things interesting that uh that sounds really appealing and then uh, combine that with the, you know, customizing the safe house. And it sounds like you may lose gear and things like that, depending on how you do in the mission or what you take with you and stuff is what I'm gathering. So I don't know. It sounds cool. Um, overall, though, it's really neat that they're doing this and supporting this for a second year. I mean, a free content. Um, they're not charging for this is my understanding. So uh, that's really huge. And then the thing to your point about VR on PC, the thing that's really exciting about that is that it's got, it's getting a number of upgrades uh, on PC that it doesn't have on PlayStation VR, mm-hmm. but the upgrades you would think, um, I think it's probably safe to assume that they will come to PlayStation VR two later this year. Oh yeah. That would be awesome. Uh, that makes me very excited. Like this is, you know, we talked about before the game even came out that like Hitman three is 
the VR game that may actually like convince people to try VR, like myself, because it, it mm-hmm. the the clips I've seen of it look hilarious and awesome. So yeah, that's it's, exciting. It's the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. Number three, website Games Beat reported that Sony has begun pulling PlayStation Now subscription cards from UK retail stores. While Bloomberg's Jason Schreier added on Twitter that they did the same recently in the United States, an internal memo with UK retailer Game states that sales of the cards will cease starting on January 21st. Typically, this would not be news, but combined with reports of Project Spartacus, Sony's rumored attempt to consolidate and streamline the PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now services, there could be more to this than meets the eye. Sony did issue a statement to Games Beat, which downplayed the cards. Removal as simply a move to, to their standard PlayStation gift cards, which come in various denominations. In the past, you could purchase three different cards at retailers, one for PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now, and the aforementioned PlayStation Store gift cards, which seem to be the standard moving forward. Any thoughts? Yeah, you know, we talked about, you know, we've always talked about if there's smoke, there's something going on. There's a lot of fucking smoke here. Mm-hmm. That feels a lot more like these things are kind of obsolete. I, you know, at the end there, you, you mentioned the PS Store gift cards are going to be standard moving forward, and I'm sure they will be, just like we have Google Play cards, and people can still, you know, you can still buy stuff from <laughs> from Google right, without right. using a card. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think both of those things will still exist, but we're getting some sort of streaming surface like Game Pass, um, whatever fancy thing they called it the other day. What do they call it? Titan or some bullshit? Uh, for for PlayStation? Yeah, what's the weird name they gave it? Oh, Project Spartacus? Yeah, that. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew it was yeah. something like that. Yeah, um, that's a code name. So, yeah, again, this we may not see it until the fourth quarter or something, but I think this is just a the, the preemptive strike. This is the writing on the wall, so to speak. We're, we're moving in that direction, and we're moving in that direction quickly. Yeah, and I think that it is going to be a good move to you know, sort of consolidate both of them. Like it is honestly a little bit too complicated. Like it doesn't make sense. Like, you know, you have PlayStation plus, you have to have it to play online, you get some free games from it and then you have PlayStation now. And then they put games, uh, you know, that is a game service. You can stream if you want to, but it sucks. And then they add free games to it. You can download and then, but they can't cross over with a, with what PlayStation plus gets. And, I don't know. It just seems like a little redundant, you know, it makes more sense to kind of clean that up and, and package that in together. Um, and you know, just make it, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be like a, you know, like a cable service where, okay, you can have HD, but you can pay a little bit more and get the DVR feature, you know, is basically what we're working towards. So I, I do also agree with you that, that when there is smoke, where there is smoke, there is fire. and I don't think that they would, here's my argument, I guess. Why would they, like, what is the reasoning behind pulling them off the store shelves as opposed to just saying, hey, quit right. making quit, quit making the PlayStation Now cards. We're done making those. <laughs> when these ones that are out in stores are gone, that's it. We're not going to replenish them. We're not, there's going to be no more, you know, fulfillment done on that. We'll just make them, those, those slots on the shelves are going to be, PlayStation Store cards now. Why why actively proactively go and take them off? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the thing that kind of stands out to me is why do that when you could just passively do it 
and you don't have to make a big sneak and you don't have to probably spend more money than what you are doing to physically remove. And then you're just throwing that money away because those cards are now trash. So I don't know. I think there's a little something to that and I'm ready for it. I think we're going to hear about Spartacus in the next few months. And I think it's a, a big spring ahead for us. I think I think the next bit of news will be it had a secret ghost test in like Moldova, and yeah, <laughs> like nobody knew about it. <laughs> that would be hilarious if that comes out. It's like, ooh, Project Spartacus tested in Trinidad and Tobago. Number four, Sony revealed December's most downloaded games on the PlayStation Store, as well as the most downloaded games for all of 2021. Let's start with December here, Travis, on PlayStation Five for the month. The most downloaded game was Among Us, followed by Spider-Man Miles Morales, Call of Duty Vanguard, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach, NBA 2K22, Madden NFL 22, Battlefield 2042, lots of twos, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Kana Bridge of Spirits, It Takes Two, holy shit, FIFA 22, Far Cry 6, (laughs) Guardians of the Galaxy, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, Deathloop, Mortal Kombat 11, which if you add together equals 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, NHL 22, Back for Blood, which if you divide by 2 is, or if you divide by 2 equals 2. So, Back for Blood at number 20. On PS4, the most downloaded game was Among Us, followed by Vanguard, Grand Theft Auto 5, Madden 22, Miles Morales, Spider-Man Game of the Year Edition, NBA 2K22, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach, Minecraft, FIFA 22, The Witcher 3, Red Dead Redemption 2, Battlefield 2042, Jump Force, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, The Hunter, Call of the Wild, Ark Survival Evolved, UFC 4, Mortal Kombat 11, and God of War at 20. And then over on PlayStation VR, the most downloaded game for December was Beat Saber, followed by Job Simulator, Super Hot, Swordsman, Creed Rise to Glory, Rick and Morty Virtual Rickality, and uh, Gorn after that, followed by After the Fall, Batman Arkham VR, and Arizona Sunshine at number 10. And then finally, in the free-to-play category for December, the most downloaded game was Fortnite, followed by Warzone, Rocket League, Rec Room, Apex Legends, Genshin Impact, Destiny 2, Brawlhalla, eFootball 22, and Dauntless. And uh, let's let's stop there for a second, and let's talk about December. So for December, is there anything that stands out to you? Among Us on the 4 and the 5 is the least surprising. Of course, it shot up. I mean, I think everybody wanted to try it, that it <laughs> yeah. you know, was ready to see it on PlayStation. Miles Morales at 2. I'm not surprised it's on the list. I'm surprised it's back at 2. Like, But I guess it's around Christmas time. People just got the system. That makes sense. That would be a game you'd go after. Right. Other than that, Deathloop being up there is nice. Nothing else really, though, surprises me on the five. Let's see here. On the four, we got two Spider-Man games there, which is pretty mm-hmm. which is pretty wicked. And I don't know what the Hunter wicked Calls the Wild is, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was surprising to me. Yeah. <laughs> Must have been on sale. And every time you say Dauntless, I always think of like uh, Katniss Everdeen. So thank you for that. Mm. Um, on the VR, especially again, you know, people must have gotten VR for Christmas, and I think that's why Beat Saber's on there. Super Hot and Beat Saber and Swordsmith are like pretty much what you play, I think, on VR. I've heard Batman VR is really cool though, so hmm. that's awesome to see on there. 
and none of the free to play stuff is ever surprising. Yeah, I agree. So for me, Among Us, I get that it's very popular, but number one, one is that's crazy to me. Um, but I think it's only like five bucks, so it's a very low barrier to entry. Five Nights at Freddy's and number four, I don't, I don't fucking understand that. I understand how pop, I get that those games are popular, but like I just, I don't understand why. The weird part to me is like the the people who like that game are are in like fifth grade, right? Why are they playing that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see what else here. Uh, I don't think anything on the five necessarily. Over on the four, like you said, Spider Man games back to back. The Hunter Call of the Wild game sneaks in there for some reason. Must have been on sale. And uh, yeah, nothing, nothing too, too, too surprising here. And uh, let's see, PSVR. So After the Fall is a new game from the same developer that did Arizona Sunshine. So that must have, that must have uh, inspired some people because After the Fall was eight, and then their prior game, Arizona Sunshine, was ten on PSVR. So that's cool. Free to play. The only thing that stands out there to me is that Splitgate is notably absent for the month of December. So now let's move on for to the uh, to the full year, I should say. Let's move on to all of 2021. The most downloaded games on the PlayStation Store. We'll start with PlayStation Five. The most downloaded game for the year on PS Five was NBA 2K22, followed by Call of Duty Vanguard. Miles Morales, uh, then Madden 22, Battlefield 2042, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Black Ops Cold War, MLB The Show 21, Resident Evil Village, Far Cry 6, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, FIFA 22, Among Us, Mortal Kombat 11, NBA 2K21, It Takes Two, FIFA 21, Deathloop, Returnal, and Kana Bridge of Spirits at 20. Oh, one thing that I did forget to mention, I want to backtrack for a second on PS5 for the month of December. We we should have really noted this, that Miles Morales, a game that is a year old, outsold Call of Duty Vanguard <laughs> for the month of December on the PlayStation Store. So that's that tells you both a lot about Miles and likewise a lot about Call of Duty Vanguard. So anyway, here we go. Back to 2021 overall on PS4. The most downloaded game was Grand Theft Auto V, followed by Black Ops Cold War, Minecraft, NBA 2K22, Call of Duty Vanguard, Madden 22, NBA 2K21, Red Dead Redemption 2, MLB The Show 21, Mortal Kombat 11, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Miles Morales, FIFA 22, The Forest, of course, Need for Speed Heat, UFC 4, Ark Survival Evolved, Gang Beast, Rust, Naruto to Baruto, Naruto to Baruto, Shinobi Striker. On PSVR for the entire year of 2021, the most downloaded game was Beat Saber, followed by Job Simulator, Superhot, Gorn, Swordsman, Creed Rise to Glory, Vader Immortal, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, Rick and Morty, The Walking Dead Onslaught, the number 10, and then finally, in the free-to-play category for the year 2021, most downloaded game was Fortnite, followed by Warzone, Rocket League, Splitgate, Apex Legends, Genshin Impact, Destiny 2, Rec Room, Brawlhalla, and Rogue Company. 
So what do you think about the entire year of 2021? Uh, 2K on PS5 being number one is a little bit surprising. Yeah. Um, interesting that Miles Morales, and I and I know that it's the game is a year old, so I, and yeah. I know that people were buying it still. I mean, technically, January sales counted, so it's like I could see how it was still new then, but to stay at three that long I think is impressive. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank at six is kind of surprising to me. I didn't think that many people played it, but they clearly have. Yeah. Far Cry up there is nice to see. It's interesting that that's outsold Valhalla. I always I thought FIFA would be higher. Yeah, for sure. Than it is. And Among Us to be that high after basically a month is pretty wild to me. Yeah. But good for them. It's like it's funny to me that like FIFA twenty two barely outdid FIFA twenty one. Like that's just yeah. funny to me. But anyway, no. The EA still has half the games on this list basically even though people dog them all the time so right it's gonna be hard it's hard for me to see them changing their strategy when stuff like that happens but we'll see um on the four gta 5 makes sense because you know it's basically free nothing on there is surprising to me except for gang beast (laughs) right Uh, that that's pretty cool that that's on there i'm (laughs) glad that red dead's on there yeah and the fact that people are playing cold war more than vanguard i think says a lot about the state of that game and oh yeah the people, you know, if you follow Vanguard on Twitter, they put out a statement the other day saying they're aware of the issue. So that's 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 an interesting development there. As far as the uh, free to play games go, nice to see Splitgate at four, which shows you how popular that was towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's higher than Genshin Impact was surprising to me, and Apex Legends. So it's nice to see that at four. Um, hopefully, when we get some more stuff on that, it'll rebound. Yeah, I would agree with that. I. Glad Splitgate made the uh, the top list there. Surprising that it is, like you said, above Apex and uh, Genshin, but really solid debut for that game. Weird that it didn't make it uh, in for the December chart, but so things free to play games ebb and flow a little bit. Any any free to play game not named Fortnite and Warzone, anyway. Uh, let's see on PS4 that game, The Forest. Um, it just has incredible staying power. We talk about and joke all the time about how often it charts on these uh, monthly lists, and then here it is on the yearly. So crazy. And then Gang Beast, uh, like you said, that's surprising to me that it's in the top twenty on PSVR. No, I'm sorry, PS4. Uh, and then on the five, let's see here. Yeah, like you said, Among Us already on there for the year, and then Miles Morales is just a beast. And the crazy thing about Miles is that this time next year, it's still going to be in the top 20 most sold games uh, or most downloaded games for uh, for 2022 on PS5. So, yeah, it's, it's wild. They're basically going to get two years out of that game, and it, it's probably going to carry them right into Spider-Man 2 in 2023, which I'm sure they in their wildest dreams never imagined, but uh, good for them. All right, number five, we have a bunch of news nuggets as well, Travis, and feel free to join me here if anything piques your interest. First nugget, the Game Developers Conference announced the nominees for the 22nd Annual Award Ceremony this week, which are all selected by developers themselves. PlayStation titles received several nominations, including Deathloop for Game of the Year, Best Audio, Best Design, and the uh, the Innovation Award, as well as Best Narrative and Best Visual Art. Returnal was also nominated for Best Audio, as well as Best Technology, 
Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was nominated for Best Technology and Best Visual Art, and Kana Bridge of Spirits was nominated for Best Debut and Best Visual Art. Bloomberg reported that Sony will continue making PlayStation 4s through 2022, with 1 million units expected to be produced. According to sources, Sony originally planned to cease production at the end of 2021, but logistical and production issues with PlayStation 5 led to the continuation of PS4 production. That's really unfortunate. And I mean, I understand partially why they're doing this, but Xbox killed the Xbox uh, Series, or not Series S, 1S, I guess is the last one they've been producing. They killed it at the end of 2020. So, right. Why can't PlayStation just kill the PS4? Like it's time. Like we talk about it all the time. We have got to get the show on the road. We've got to get to PS5 exclusive games. It's we're getting ready. To, I mean, we're let's see. We're, yeah, we're we're heading into year two. I mean, we've got to do it. It came out in t- November of 2020. I don't know. I don't know. It's irritating. Also, Video Games Chronicle reported that developer Quantic Dream is working on a humor-based medieval fantasy title in addition to Star Wars Eclipse, according to a reliable leaker who revealed Star Wars Eclipse before its official announcement. Square Enix has a PlayStation-exclusive project that they are ready to announce, but have delayed doing so due to Final Fantasy XVI delay. They did confirm that it is not a Kingdom Hearts game. Sega, or Sega, or Sega has registered a trademark for the term Sega NFT in Japan. Elsewhere, famed video game actor Troy Baker has endorsed Voice Verse NFT, which is said to allow people to buy AI voices as NFTs, which they can use in any game, Travis. I'm going to kill myself. I don't know what this means. Did you know you can buy, like, virtual real estate? What are you talking about right now? build virtual houses on it. What are you talking about? It's just mine. It's called Minecraft. Just that's what I said. Literally, apparently, <laughs> you can do this. People are buying virtual real estate. They're using building blocks to build virtual uh, buildings, and they're filling the virtual buildings with their NFTs they own. And oh they're using it like God. a museum, so you can charge money or crypto to enter the museum and look at NFT art. This is a thing people are doing. At what point did we decide that? we didn't want video games to just be video games anymore. Like when, like when and who decided that video games need to permeate real life totally? Because that's what we're doing. We're, we're making life a video game. And why? why? I don't know. We, to go back to your other point about making PS4s for another year, it's like they're just afraid of hurting people's feelings, basically. God. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh and yeah. Like, we can't make enough PS5, so let's make more PS4s. Like, that's never a thing that this toy would have been like, damn, man, we can't make any more new trucks. Let's make some more 1985 ones. <laughs> exactly. I mean, no, we're not doing that. Like, I don't know. Just all of this goes together. I don't understand what NFTs are. <sighs> I've tried a bunch of different ways to understand it. And every, yeah. the only ways that I understand it are people making like sarcastic, like descriptions of like random stuff that doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that means I don't have a clear understanding of it. Is what that means. But the place yeah. where I work has a has an NFT crypto site. Get the fuck you can out! Get, you can get if you spend X amount of money, you can get Meta Meta World apparel. I don't know what that means. Okay. I don't know what any of this means. Like they literally took like the 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 Wii Me's, like the avatars or the Xbox 360 avatars. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. 
remember when you used to be able to buy, like you could buy like clothing outfits for your avatar on Xbox 360. Mm -hmm. Like that's what, that's what we're doing. Like, but we're just making it a hundred times more complicated and acting like we're really doing something like, Ooh, we got this commodity now. It's a commodity. It's only you to, for for you to own, but you don't own any copyright, and people can literally screenshot your shit. Right, you like, own the blockchain, though. That's the whole thing. Oh, fuck off! And I don't really know what that means. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't, we don't need to know. And it's not just us being boomers. Like nobody likes this shit. <laughs> like everybody hates it. People are crushing Troy Baker, and people love Troy Baker. He's 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 the voice. In almost every major game that comes out nowadays that has a male, you know what I mean? And it's like Joel from The Last of Us. He's he's a main guy in Death Stranding. Like, he's in everything. Well, another question I have is like... He's an Uncharted. If you buy the voice NFT, that means you only have that... Like, so if I say, yeah, um, you know, stick it to the man and you buy that NFT, you have uh-huh. the only recording of that in the world, right? That's, in, that's the idea. But so, you, like, but why no. is that a cool thing, though? I I don't know. Why do I need an NFT of Brad Pitt telling me good morning? Like, I don't think that's cool. I don't understand why that's a cool thing. I, I don't understand why a digital monkey is cool. It's very dystopian. Like, it, it's like, I feel like I'm reading 1984 when I hear this shit. Yeah, it just makes me like, I just don't get it. I don't care. Next nugget, Final Fantasy fourteen will go back on sale starting on January 25th after being delisted for a month due to server issues. So you guys can go back to having your 14th Final Fantasy. But they must, you know. I wonder what happened to the guys who built the server from PS3. Found them. Yeah, exactly. A PS5 native version of Apex Legends has appeared on the PSN backend, according to PlayStation Game Size, possibly gearing up for release alongside its twelfth season of content on February the eighth. Can't believe we're in twelve seasons. And what else do you think is in the ass end of the PS5? (laughs) Oh, you know what's in the ass end of the PS5. Respawn Entertainment's upcoming single-player game is a first-person shooter focused on mobility and style, according to GamesBeat's Jeff Grubb, who also reports that the game will not be out until 2024 or 2025. Elsewhere, we learned that the project has lost its creative director, Mohamed Alavi. Wow. Yeah, three quick things. One, okay. when you say it focuses on style, that worries mm-hmm. me. It's like, like it's for the baking show. It's like it's it's style over substance, right? You want yeah. it to taste good. I'd rather it taste good like shit than the other way around. Absolutely, that always worries me. Like when you're focused on that, like I, I, that's kind of the issue I have with Deathloop. I felt like they were really focused on style, and they, they kind of missed some things. Mm. Mm. That's good. Muhammad is the most popular name in in, in the world. <laughs> Read a fucking book. <laughs> and. That being said, losing your creative director, it seems like is never a good idea. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So lose your creative director is still going to be out in two years. Okay. Great. We're going to focus on style, but we lost the creative director. What does that even mean? Yeah. So we lost our style. Adds up. Checks out. Next nugget. Website gamesindustry.biz reported that publisher Team 17 has acquired developer Astragon Entertainment for $86 million. They will operate as an independent division of Team 17 and focus on making non-violent and cooperative games. <laughs> Just last week, if you'll remember, Team 17 acquired the Hell at Loose IP and game pu- publisher The Label. So they got to balance out getting Hell at Loose right. with some non-violent games. 
Let's get them. Let's get a game where you can literally see people's legs fly off, and then <laughs> next week we'll go buy. Uh, we'll go buy a different game. <laughs> so unrelated. Well, somewhat related, but I didn't include this. But Team Seventeen also uh, fire like cut ties with a developer this week. They develop um, a popular PC game, like tactical shooter called Ready or Not. And I don't know much about it other than it's like a really hardcore like tactical shooter is my understanding. Anyway, Team 17 cut off their agreement with that studio because the developer and was somebody that works for the studio was answering a fan's question on Twitter about if they would ever make a mission revolving around a school shooting. And they responded with like, you bet your something like you bet your ass. We definitely would do it. We're going to do a mission revolving around a school shooting. Yikes. And then the next day, they're like, Team 17, their publisher's like, all right, guys, I'm going to head out. <laughs> and they just fucking cut them. Uh, you know, for, for the sake of the world, I hope that the company actually wouldn't do that. And it was just yeah. some rogue intern that was like, that'd be awesome. Just some yeah. fuckhead. Like, it makes me think, like, I don't, I'm going to have to watch gameplay of this game, I guess. But it makes me think of, like, SWAT on PC. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah, you, you would play SWAT on PC. This is 20 years ago by the way, but 20 years ago, you play SWAT on PC and you would go into a house to be a domestic dispute, you know, on the mission or whatever. And like a husband has shot his wife and kid. Like, I mean, so yeah. there was that 20 years ago, but like, that's also 20 years ago. Right. And it also wasn't like, you know, you're, they're block people and yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Things. Yeah. You didn't have a model or you didn't have an actress like, you know, scanned into the game and then she gets her head blown off. Anyway, it's not Haley Joel Osmond. <laughs> Next nugget: Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart leads the nominations for the 25th annual Dice Awards with nine total nominations, including for Game of the Year. Deathloop has the second most with eight, including Game of the Year as well. And Returnal was also nominated for Game of the Year. Website Push Square reported that the full PS4 version of Horizon Forbidden West has leaked online somehow, so be aware of spoilers in the weeks ahead leading up to launch. Sony has re-registered a patent related to backwards compatibility on PS5, which has fans excited for potential compatibility with older PlayStation consoles. However, the patent itself does not seem to indicate that that will be the case, so don't get your hopes up too much. Right, which makes me wonder why, why do that then? I don't know. I don't know. It it sound it's it's unclear whether they updated the patent or if they were just like re-registering it after it was oh, about yeah. to expire, you know, because it was about to expire or something like that. Oh, I will say that a guy that I work with, he's probably in his late 40s, early 50s. Uh-huh. He still plays NCA 14 on on the PS3. <laughs> he's in online leagues with people oh. that are in different states. And wow. he told me I bought a PS5 just for the new NCAA football game. That's coming out in a year? Yes. He uh, he said on the PS5, he plays 2K, and he uh-huh. plays Madden, and he plays online with the Pacers, and they said that's all he does on 2K. That, that's it. He just, like, quick plays online with the yeah. Pacers. He plays with the Pacers, and he said when he's feeling froggy, he plays with the Jazz, because he likes Gobert. That's right. That's I love dog. this guy. <laughs> that's wild. Imagine, what a life. Next nugget. Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin will weigh in at 72 gigabytes on a PS5, according to PlayStation Game Size. Daytona International Speedway will make its grand return to Gran Turismo 7. Developer Polyphony Digital announced after it was notably absent from Gran Turismo Sport Travis, 
There's also a new gameplay video featuring the track if you're interested. It looks dope. It does. It does. Yeah, if you check it out, um, you also see the, like the different time of day while they're racing, so you can tell mm-hmm. there's. Of course, that that's already modeled in the last game, but it's nice to see that it's still there. It's confirmed in the mm-hmm. uh, what you want to call it on the trailer. Yeah, it looks wild. You could tell that if you watch the gameplay, you could tell that the AI is probably on like fifty percent because of the way he's <laughs> passing people. But right. it still looks very cool. Yeah, looks awesome. That's gonna be a it's gonna be a big big game. I I, I think that game may actually get a ninety or above on Metacritic. Also, publisher Sega has established a new studio in Sapporo that will be led by Takaya Sagawa, who has been with the company since 1992 and worked as chief producer on Fantasy Star Online 2. Oh. Yeah. Which um, which pizza joint is this in? <laughs> Sapporo. Oh, okay. So they're in like a mall in the middle of like Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you can get a slice of pie. Oh. That's good. <laughs> Developer Ghost Ship Games announced that January PlayStation Plus game Deep Rock Galactic has now reached 10 million players in a lifetime across all platforms, with 6 million of those being PS4 and PS5 players alone. The game originally launched on PC back in 2018. That's crazy. That is nuts. So they had 4 million from 2018 through 2021. They put it on PS Plus for two weeks and they get. Take it from four million to ten million. Best thing, servers didn't crash, and I've even seen some memes about it pop up. So, like, wow, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, it's very popular, and it's also very good. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to talk about it in a minute. I forgot to put it on what I'm playing, but we'll get there. All right, next nugget: cooking arcade sim game, Cannibal Cuisine, where you cook humans instead of food. Mm-hmm. So think overcooked, but with humans, it will come to PS4 and PS5 on January 25th. Yeah, yeah. This is outrageous. I don't know what you mean by you cook humans instead of food. What I mean, are they not food? Uh, that's a hey, touche, <laughs> <laughs> touche. It puts the lotion on its skin. Uh, <laughs> Hot Wheels Unleashed is now running a livery design competition through February the 14th for the Roger Dodger. Roger Dodger vehicle one person will have their design selected by a panel of mattel designers to be added to the official hot wheels international product line in december of this year that's, that's pretty, pretty cool, cool. yeah yeah jinx I, mean, I, bitch. I might make one and lose and just send them a, just send them a real hateful email about how they ruined my life <laughs> it is a really cool idea though and a cool competition they've got the vice president of vehicle design for mattel in on the in on the panel as well. So it's so got vice the big president wigs. of vehicle design. Yeah. They got vice president of vehicle design for Mattel. Yeah. But bro, you make toys. You sound like you work for Ford. I know. Really? <laughs> right. Uh, next nugget website, PlayStation lifestyle reported that battlefield 2042 developer dice has stopped internally tracking the game's hazard zone statistics because the player count is so low. <laughs> they haven't been tracking it since Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. If they stop traffic tracking the rest of the game. For real. God almighty. What a disaster. Dying Light 2 developer Techland revealed that it will take around 20 hours to complete the main story, 80 hours to complete all side quests and explore, and a whopping 500 hours to do and see everything that the game has to offer, including the various endings. I can tell you one ending is me not playing the game. (laughs) 
you're not gonna play it 500 hours is outrageous like no that's just to do everything no nobody's gonna fucking do that well if you're a platinum chaser though, that's my question if you're a platinum mm-hmm. chaser i'd like to see the trophies like do you have yeah. to see everything because that's brutal yeah it really is i they made a sneak they made a big stink about this earlier in the week i sent it to you guys because they the first thing they said was it takes 500 hours to to, to do everything in dying light and everybody's like jesus fucking christ right. guys like what are we talking about yeah, that's like, like nobody 20, nobody wants that that's 21 days of gameplay yeah nobody wants that and then they came out and clarified like okay listen if you just to get through the story it's 20 hours and then if you want to do the story and then do some side quests along the way or all the side quests it's 80 so mm-hmm. in reality most people will play the game for about 30 hours which is fine you know that's that's like the limit to mm-hmm. in my opinion like 15 is a is a solid 15 is the sweet spot 30 is the limit and is what we should have but anyway i'm still going to wait to see what it gets reviewed Hopefully they'll come out before the day it releases. Otherwise, that's not a good sign. Next nugget, insider Tom Henderson reported that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 will be revealed this summer, per usual for Call of Duty, but that he is hearing the game could release in October rather than November due to the poor sales performance of Vanguard. Yeah, they got to get the, got to recoup those losses. That's correct. It's yeah. also going to dick because you know it's going to be awesome. It's made by Infinity Ward. Yeah, so. So, so this one should be awesome. Everybody should play this. And then mm-hmm. if I tell you what, if Battlefield doesn't have their shit together by like, I don't know, July when this is ramping up, like for the ads and stuff are ramping up yeah. for the marketing, it's dead. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah, if they don't, if they haven't got some stuff heading in the right direction by the time they do this reveal, you're, at, you're spot on. They're in trouble. Developer at Techland revealed that Dying Light 2, I should have moved this up one more, uh, will not launch with cross-platform or cross-generational play. So you'll only be able to play on whatever system that you have. So you have friends on PS4, but you have PS5, not going to be able to play with them, which is very, very odd. Website PlayStation Universe reported that the following games received update patches this week. Jurassic World Evolution 2, Alan Wake Remastered, Call of Duty Warzone, Elite Dangerous, NBA 2K22, Fortnite, PUBG, which is also now gone free-to-play, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Vanguard, Black Desert Online, or Black Desert Online, Rust, and Apex Legends. So if you've been waiting for something to get buffed or nerfed or fixed, now's the time to check. Bandai Namco revealed at My Hero Academia Ultra Rumble, a new free-to-play 24-player battle royale game coming to PS4 at some point in the future. Kenichi Sato, Sato, Kenichi Sato, the president and CEO of Platinum Games, confirmed that he resigned from the role last month with At Atsushi Anaba, Atsushi Inaba taking over. <laughs> Sato now serves in an advisory role in the company. New rumors suggest that Until Dawn developer Supermassive Games has quote-unquote several unannounced PlayStation exclusives in the works. Polish developer Far From Home formally announced its debut pro- or formally, I should say, announced its debut project Forever Skies, which was working under codename Project Oxygen. Forever Skies is a first-person action survival game coming to PS5 at some point in the future. And studio CEO Andrea Blumenfield confirmed to IGN that the game will not come to PS4, stating, and I love this, quote, The last two years of development solidified our standpoint that among consoles, next-gen is the only gen. We also believe that it's high time for, de- for devs to commit in the name of quality and progress, end quote. <laughs> Blumenfield also shared that they 
that the game currently has a single-player campaign that is around 30 hours long, and that they also plan to launch it with a co-op mode. So I know that was a longer nugget, but thank God somebody finally gets it. Like it's, it's time to move on. Let's go. It's time to move on. I love it. I, I'll, I might buy the game just because they said that, which I, this was already on my list anyway when I just knew it was Project Oxygen. This is like a, this won't su- surprise you, it's a post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. <laughs> first-person survival game where you are flying a blimp around the world uh-huh. and doing and doing different missions and stuff, and the blimp is like your base of operations, right. and from what I understand, so it sounds pretty dope. Yes, they, they took that thing, they took the blimp from the mummy and then <laughs> added, added in The Walking Dead, got it. Yeah, exactly. Next nugget, publisher Nacon announced that Rugby 2022 will launch on PS4 and PS5 on January 27th. A new rumor suggests that Rockstar Games will announce a next-gen update for Red Dead Redemption 2 at some point this year, and that a Red Dead Redemption 1 remaster is also apparently in the works. This is from the same leaker that revealed the existence of Star Wars Eclipse back before the Game Awards. This would shock the shit out of me, I mean, if they if they announced a next-gen update, but if they do, I'm going to tell you, I'm right back there. If they do a next gen thing, I think it's more likely we get a remaster of of the first one than a next gen update. Um, yeah. Maybe they feel like they have to do the next gen update, but this rumor is starting to pick up some some speed online. It's starting to pop up in different areas. Yeah. Also, the director of popular VR game Boneworks revealed on Twitter that there is a quote unquote high possibility that developer Stress Level Zero will make games for PSVR two. So Boneworks is coming to PSVR two. Take-Two has acquired mobile game giant Zynga for a record $12.7 billion with a B. Zynga is behind the popular mobile titles like Farmville and Words with Friends. Take-Two has plans to bring their popular IP like Grand Theft Auto, Borderlands, and others to mobile in new ways. Fart noise. A new Armored Core game from developer From Software has leaked online via a consumer survey. Epic Games has reportedly reached an agreement with Paramount to include popular IP like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and SpongeBob SquarePants in future Fortnite updates. That's a killing SpongeBob <laughs> might make me play the game. That just feels like it would be really gratifying. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> Dumb little voice. Uh, also, a new job listing at Warner Brothers Games Montreal has confirmed that the studio is indeed working on an unannounced AAA game alongside the upcoming Gotham Knights. So interesting. According to industry insider Nate the Hate, great name, Persona 6 will be coming exclusively to PlayStation 5 at some point in the future. Website Gamatsu reported that post-apocalyptic vehicle adventure game Far Changing Tides will launch on PS4 and PS5 on March the 1st. PlayStation China Hero Project top-down horror action game In Nightmare will launch on PS4 and PS5 on March 29th. Turn-based RPG Rise of the Third Power will launch on PS4 on February 10th. Sounds a lot like the Third Reich. I was going to say, it's so close to the Third Reich. They didn't have the balls to just come out and do it, did they? Developer Blue Isle Studios announced 60-player multiplayer first-person shooter Leap for both PS4 and PS5. And it appears to be releasing sometime next year. And uh, that, that game actually looks pretty cool. Look that up if you're interested. 
rhythm action game Beat Souls is coming to PS4 and PS5 sometime in February. Action RPG Shattered, Tale of the Forgotten King, will release on PS4 and PS5 by the end of March. Demon Slaying Action Adventure Pixel Art Side Scroller Infernix will launch on PS4 on February 14th. Golfing Action RPG RP Golf Legends will launch on January 20th for both PS4 and PS5. What does that mean? How are there already legends? You know, you got, you got to have your legends. They got to start somewhere. Psychological horror game Akai, Ikai, Ikai will launch both physically and digitally on PS4 and PS5 on March 29th. And finally, Travis website Gamatsu reported that the Brazilian games rating board has rated Konami's Getsu Fuma Den, Undying Moon, for PS4 and PS5, meaning a release is on the way. That game strikes me as like a Japanese cuphead, <laughs> from what I can tell. Yeah, it's interesting. And that's all for the news this week. I'll kick it over to Travis now to take us through a brief list of new game releases. On the 10th, we have ZJ, the ball challenge for C. Uh huh. I don't know what's happening at all <laughs> in that title. I don't either. On the 13th, we have Battle Brothers. Mm-hmm. We have Cave Digger VR. We also have Demoniaca, 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 Everlasting Night. That's a game that'll do really well. Uh-huh. Um, after that, we have Infinite Tanks World War II. <laughs> Infinite <laughs> Tanks World War II. I like, I like how you pluralized that there after you forgot. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking it said finite. And I was like, anyway. <laughs> after that, we have Mushroom Wars 2, which I immediately thought was a Mario game, but it's not. And then we have uh, Risk System as the last game this week. Yeah, it's a Psychedelics game. Psychedelics Wars 2. There is nothing good this week, no. which is very odd that there's literally nothing worth <laughs> playing that came out this week. That's weird uh, because the news is surely back in full swing, but the games are not. All right, Travis, let's start to wrap the show up here as we always do by discussing what we have been playing. And if there's anything that we're looking forward to, I know you've been a busy boy. Uh, have you played anything? Yeah, we played a little insurgency earlier this week. Mm-hmm. I just the game is so much fun. We we played with some real clowns. The first the first little bit of it we did pretty well. Yeah, I think the first couple of boards we actually just ran through them pretty mm-hmm. quickly. But anyway, yeah, that last two the last two we played were terrible. We couldn't even get like to the second or third capture point. Yeah, and, and part of it, you know how it is. Like when you don't have a good team and it's not balanced, like things will happen to where like you you're playing the way you're supposed to. You're being tactical. You're thinking about what you're doing. And somebody shotguns your head from two feet behind you because the guy on your left is like not paying attention. So, you know, again, whatever. It's part of the game, but it is what it is. Yeah. Played some FIFA this week with Stevenage. Um, I am in League League One now. I pay, I've beat everybody. I have the best goal differential in the league, but the top two teams I've tied with. So, uh, I'm in first, but by like two points. And there's like. From 1st to 14th, the separation is like five points right now. God. I think I'm a, I think I'm in like December, or maybe I'm in November. But anyway, yeah, my team's fun. I signed a German uh, left back that was a free agent. I went and looked at the free agents because I couldn't get anybody to come on loan. 
So I went to the free agents and I was just looking for a younger guy that was quick. And I ended up finding a guy who was like a 69, but he's 18. So I signed him. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. Um, having a good time with that. I, I won a, I won a game the other night in stoppage time. I won a game on a cross and, uh, ripped That's it in. Dope. It was fucking awesome. So, uh, game's fun. It's always fun though. And then I played a little battlefield by myself. I went into the portal cause I thought, when you play Battlefield, it's just like when I played Battlefield Five at, at at the beginning. Like you could you could see the potential, it just wasn't there. And yeah. you know, I was like, maybe maybe the portal is where it's at. Like maybe you know, I haven't really fooled around in the portal a whole lot. Let me just play around with it for a few minutes. And I went in, and I played it on um, Battlefield Three. It was a Battlefield Three like rush thing we were doing. Oh yeah, I couldn't revive anybody, even though I was the medic. It would like I would walk over to their bodies, couldn't do anything. So that was pretty cool. It's like okay, well that doesn't work. So then I tried. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. I, then I tried Bad Company too, mm. and it wouldn't let me put attachments on the weapons. So like, even though I could go to the thing, and you know, oh, change out a change out a scope, change out a barrel, I couldn't change them on the pot on on my little menu before i spawned and then i, I couldn't change them with like uh like you normally can on the new game you know like where you hold right. on or whatever none mm-hmm. of that worked cool so now i'm playing everything with iron sights i don't want to do that brutal so then i tried 1942 i, okay. I thought i thought well maybe this one will work um, i don't know why i thought that after it failing twice i don't remember what was wrong with 1942 but something didn't work on it either so what a disaster i don't remember what it was on 1942 but it was something really silly too it was like i couldn't like i couldn't pick my class or something like that it's something really weird it was doing on that game oh i remember what it was i couldn't like if you were running no no shot no shot like not not like oh i'm just bad and i'm missing i mean like you could like like it wouldn't register like there was no hit registration (laughs) and that was it i tried a machine gun i tried a sniper rifle i even tried my pistol no registration if they quit running you could pistol people from fucking deep so just how i guess it's so weird i don't understand it's a mess i mean well it's not it's not a mess mess but it's a mess like it should never have launched in that state like they should have just delayed it a year i mean the, the thing is is like They've missed their mark. Like this was the year. Like Vanguard is, you know, that this is like the down year. If if Call of Duty, if you can even call it a down year, this is a down year for Call of Duty. And they they had their chance. Now they got to go up, like you talked about earlier. They got to go up against Modern Warfare Two this year. That's a fucking L. It's just just crazy. They really they really e footballed this. They did. They absolutely did. Which that's a shame. All right, so let's see. Where should I pick up here? Uh, I did not play any Battlefield 2042, but I did play Insurgency with you, like you mentioned. I love that game so much. It Of the shooters that we have right now, like that's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, Hell at Loose, those are both great. Oh, I also ate shit from a helicopter on Insurgency. Oh, you did. Because <laughs> we were the insurgents. <laughs> that's right. And, that's um, right, yeah. It didn't. I just was like, "Oh, that's ours," because it's always been ours. <laughs> it yeah, was not. <laughs> it was not. It was not. You were. You were the terrorist. You got wiped out. So, uh, love the game. 
I played a little bit more by myself one night too because I recorded some more gameplay. So that'll be up on the YouTube channel this week in 4K, 60, all that good stuff. So I don't have anything bad to say about that game at all. And then uh, the only other thing that I played this week because you you've been out, you know, with work, you you have to get in the bed now. So I've been playing FIFA 22, still in my first year with the Bradford City. In a managerial career, I'm now in January, so I'm about halfway through the year. I've had to make a bunch of moves uh, with my team. I've signed a a striker and an attacking midfielder this week, and uh, you know, just working through the January transfer window, and uh, had had some shenanigans happen with my best player and him leaving to go to a team in China and all the kinds of crazy shit. So it's fun. And then uh, you'll be proud of me. Uh, the last thing I'll say here, you'll be proud of me. I deleted NBA 2K22 today. <laughs> um, I wanted to see what the new season of content was going to be. So it hit today. I went ahead and got my pink. I had enough tokens to get a pink diamond player. So it was Doug West. Um, so I got him. And I'm just not feeling that game right now. You know, this happens every year about this time. And then usually sometime in the summer, I'll be back around to wanting to play it. You know, when there's kind of a lull and the playoffs are going on and that sort of thing. So I'll take a little break here from it and uh, play FIFA uh, is my sports game. But yeah, that's that's all I really played this week. I do have some things I need to get to that I need to try out and play. Um, and then Rainbow Six Extraction comes out on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't I haven't made up my mind about it yet, but I've watched a lot of gameplay this week. Read some previews about it and I'm really interested about it. I read one article of a guy who who perfectly said how I feel about Rainbow Six Siege um, and Extraction. So I I like Rainbow Six Siege. I've had it on my PS5 a couple different times. I like the way it plays. I like the like the movement and everything, you know, busting through walls and repelling and sort of and that sort of thing because I'm someone who loved the uh, Rainbow Six Mm-hmm. Uh, Vegas games is that what they were Vegas oh, they were a blast yeah because you were in the yeah. casinos yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. yeah those, I loved those games and uh, those were strictly just well they may have had team death uh, one of them may have had like death match and stuff like that uh, later on but anyway the thing about Siege is that he called himself a Siege lurker like somebody who's not like good enough to go play it and ranked and you know like you're so far behind and you're just your skill level's not there, but you still appreciate the game and you enjoy it and you like playing it and the guns and the characters and stuff. And so then he said that this that extraction is kind of scratching the itch that Siege doesn't do, or at least filling the gap that Siege doesn't for more casual players who don't wanna, you know, play ranked competitive and, you know, get team killed because you don't know the map and you know, shit like that. Like you just want to shoot stuff and, you know, use the characters and the guns and play with your friends. And, uh, so I'm thinking about it and they cut the price down to 40. You get that 14 day buddy pass. So like you and John could play with me for 14 days for Mm -hmm. free, um, without having to buy the game. So that's appealing as well. So I'm considering it anyway, it's time to get out of here. We uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. We'll be right there waiting every Monday for you. Also, if you would be kind enough to rate us and review us 
like us, thumbs up, whatever your podcast app has. We would be very appreciative of that. And finally, the most important thing, if you would share us with a friend or a loved one who may enjoy a PlayStation podcast where they can get all of the week's news, rumors, and more in less than 90 minutes, we would be much obliged. So we'll get out of here now. You guys take care. Have a great week. We'll talk at you next time. Bye-bye.